This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, along for the ride. Uh, I hope it's going to be a fun ride today, as, you know, it usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie, though, I must I must tell you, folks, you've <laughs> got to be gentle with her today because she was out over the weekend doing a week. lot... Week. That's week. right, yeah. yes. Uh, doing a lot of work. And yesterday you spent, what, nine and a half hours in somebody's backyard. Yes. Lifting and pruning and... Shearing oh, and my planting God. and... Oh, my goodness. So we'll be gentle with Charlie, okay? <laughs> Here are the numbers to call if you'd like to reach a very sore Charlie <laughs> Dobbin, okay? 416... 416- Three six zero zero seven forty in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Our little mantra, of course: call early, call often. One question per call, and then uh, if you're a first time caller, let Sebastian know. And when you get to the air, that will welcome you. Your garden wings. Okay. Exactly. Very yeah. special. Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, you're absolutely right. I am. Um, my garden is so neglected. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a barber, you know. Exactly. You walk in, you see who who has terrible haircut. It's the guy who's been so busy cutting everybody else's. You hair. should see the the sad looking, tired looking pansies that are still at my front door because I haven't managed to yeah. replace my spring plantings with some summer stuff. Anyway, and the, of course now the tulips are done and the daffodils. Yep. So yep. there's a lot of, you know, not very pretty green. Yeah, sure about some of those Canada uh, tulips. Yeah, you know, were they beautiful. nice? Beautiful. Oh, lovely. But now, mm, yeah, not so nice. Kind of just fallen over. You know? Yeah, fallen over, and then they have to die down. So yeah. we have to live with that yucky looking foliage. Now, do they come back again? Of course. Oh, good. If you leave okay. the leaves yeah. alone, yeah. they'll be right back perky as anything next spring. Oh, okay. But we have to, like I say, put up with them for yeah. like six or eight weeks. All righty. Now, uh, oh, announcements. You got yes, some. Dear. I'll bet you. I have, you know it. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start with, <clears throat> today's the second, no, today's the third. So today, the Harriston Horticultural Society hosting a garden festival featuring annuals, perennials, hanging baskets, all kinds of cool stuff, including master gardeners at the Harriston Community Center, 11 George Street, open at 8 a.m., so started an hour ago, right through till 2 o'clock. Uh, it's Sunday, June 11th, which will be next Sunday. The Georgetown Hort Society is sponsoring a rip-roaring garden tour. Rip-roaring, well. It's rip-roaring, and it's <laughs> garden tour time of year because we've got a few few tours happening next weekend. So there's 10 gardens on the Georgetown um, tour list, including town and country properties. Tickets may be purchased anytime at Foodstuffs on Main Street and on the day of the uh, event at the first house, um, for which is 25 King Street in Georgetown. It's only $10. Well, but that's the, a good price. Yeah, yeah. For, for 10 gardens. <clears throat> Excuse me, the tour runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., so mm-hmm. cross your fingers, weather is good for that. Of course, the annual Toronto Botanical Gardens Through the Garden Gate Tour is also next weekend. It's always Father's Day weekend, right? Yeah. That's next week. 
Oh my! Are gosh. you going to be feted? So, of course, TBG is celebrating 30 years of these this amazing through the Garden Gate tours. They're showcasing 30 gardens, which would be a just killer to get through. You'd want to get a weekend ticket mm-hmm. and do half and half each day. It is a self guided tour. Participants are able to discover the gardens at your own pace. You get a great map. You get a great book with explanations. There's a free shuttle bus between the mm-hmm. gardens. So it's very, very organized. It's a great, really great tour. For more information, of course, torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Now, I am in your old stomping grounds next Saturday. So after the show, mm-hmm. after we do the, the garden show next Saturday, no brekkie for you and me. Oh, oh. I have to jump in my car, and I'm going down to St. Catharines. Oh, yeah. St. Ca- Garden City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're celebrating 160 years of the Horticultural Society. Oh, wow. That's a big and, anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be there. There's a tea. Dignitaries, a tea, and me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I thought you would like that. It's all happening at the Grantham Lions Hall, which is 732 Niagara Street in St. Catharines, 2 till 430 and, yeah, so I'll be driving down hungry and having tea when I get there. Well, that sounds <laughs> Sorry. great. No, that's all right. That's all right. Love to see you busy. Yeah, of course. Keeping in touch with the folks out there. And uh, that'll do it for the moment. Yeah, I think yeah? so. Okay, all righty. We're coming up to uh, 12 minutes after 9 here on The Garden Show. And look forward to uh, welcoming your calls and uh, some maybe even suggestions. You never know when people have a nice I tip love to tips. Along. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep. Charlie doesn't know everything. But not quite everything. Anyway, uh, we're going to be uh, coming back to our callers in just a couple of moments. Got a full line of folks already set up, thanks to Sebastian. So stand by here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, we're off to Mississauga. Our first little trip on the phone line there. Hey, Lynn, good morning. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Frank and uh, Charlie. Morning. Uh, I had a... um this is actually maybe that Frank could remember because it was when you were away about three weeks ago, uh, Charlie, mm-hmm. that a caller called in about uh, a spice that you could use to to kill uh, ants. And yeah. I, I didn't make note of it. Does Frank remember oh, what that spice was? Boy, was it cinnamon? Oh, gosh, I think it was. Cinnamon is often used. Well, all you do. So what I do is I go to Costco and I buy a big thing of cinnamon for like $4. Yep. And then where the... Little ant hills are starting to emerge through the cracks in my my interlocking brick or even in the lawn. You start mm-hmm. to get a hill rising. So put a thick layer of cinnamon over top of where they're emerging. And, of course, you're sprinkling onto the ants as well, and they really don't like it. They'll... they'll Proceed. It's not like they run to the neighbors. I wish they would, but they they'll stop in that area and start somewhere else. So you kind of have to stay on it. I have about uh, six little mounds uh, of the little tiny black ants mm. that are coming up in my lawn. Right. And I, d- I didn't want to use uh, any type of. Uh, no. I wanted to do something ec- that was friendly. Yeah. yeah. To the to the garden. So yeah. try cinnamon then. Cinnamon and then- in, in large quantities. The other thing is open the hill up a bit if you can. Just use a, a trowel or whatever. Uh, or a spade, and just, you know, 
turn over the top of that hill, like kind of shear it off, open it up. Get that stuff right And then you can really sprinkle it in. Uh, Boiling water can also be quite effective in that situation once you've got the hill open, but you have to have that boiling water standing by because the ants scatter really quick when you open up the hill. Okay, great. And I have a tip for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyone that, um, you know, lives in an apartment maybe doesn't have the tiny rocks to put in the bottom of your pots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for drainage. Mm-hmm. And I uh, heard once to use uh, coffee filters, uh, like they just put it over the hole if you don't have any tiny rocks and right. the, the water will seep through the the coffee filter. Right, and keep the soil from washing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah good, oh, idea. A good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can even use, um, use coffee filters. You know, mm-hmm, you true. Dump them out. And, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, well, co- the coffee is actually great. It's good organic material for the soil, too. Okay. Wow, oh, thank good you. stuff. Thank Th- you. Thank you for the tip, Lynn. Appreciate that. Uh, coming up to 918 here on The Garden Show and out to Scarborough this time around, there's Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Um, hope everyone is doing well this morning. Oh, it's a Indeed. gorgeous day. Yeah. Um, I'm having trouble with a five-year-old rose bush. Um, I walked by it the other day, and for the first time, we have little green worms mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. They're either under the leaves, yeah, you or know, they're on the um, the bud. Yeah, they're, and they're also, if you look really closely, because they camouflage so beautifully, mm-hmm. they'll they'll sit on the edge of the leaves and they just start they chew right in. And, oh, the and dirty that's, devils! And, and <laughs> they're hard to see, but what that's why you typically do see them is because you realize, hmm, those leaves are not oval anymore. They're suddenly missing chunks. Mm-hmm. Well, when I walked by the other day, it was the bud that I looked at, oh, yeah. and it looked like it had like spider webbing around it. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of you know cleaned that. Off off and this little green yeah. quarter inch worm yeah and they're called saw flies so mm-hmm. s-a-w-f-l-i-e-s saw flies mm-hmm. they're very specific to roses yeah best thing you can do is pick them off pick and squish if okay. you you know have the willingness and the time to do so they're they're they don't scream or anything when you squish them. They're really easy to kill. Uh, just I usually wear a pair of gloves when I do it, but yeah. nevertheless, mm-hmm. pick and squish. Or the old you know, soap and water solution, you know, safer soap or a 40-to-1 mix water and soap, not detergent, will also annihilate them. But the squish method works really well. Okay, Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maureen. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good enough. Uh, See, now that's interesting. Maureen brings that up. I haven't had a chance to look at my roses, but oh. I'm, I typically have certain varieties are very susceptible to sawflies. So, you know, that'll be Sounds on my like list. Sounds like you're going to be picking and squishing. S- very tomorrow sure. in the rain. I'm going to be out there with <laughs> oh, yeah. my umbrella looking for sawflies. Yeah, tomorrow's not supposed to be nice at all. No, I, mean, I know. Rain. No. More rain. My yeah. God. Just what right. we need. <laughs> We're coming up to uh, 20 minutes after nine, which indicates our first break, really. So let's. Uh, let's do that and then come back and have a word with Josephine nice. in Pickering, all right? Our back friend. in just a moment here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, frogs, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 
Well, Charlie, I'm just taking a look at the map there with you. You got a guest uh, speaker uh, situation coming up on the 15th. Yes, which and, is a and it's more. That's right. And I was just showing you that it's on a website that's a really good website right now for anybody who wants to see what's going on around gardening. The Garden Days event. Uh, events are happening right now, and Garden Days runs from, and of course now I'm going to have to go back to find it, uh, starts, hello, come on, you can do it. Garden Days. I wasn't yeah. ready. Uh, there we go. Garden June Days, 9th. it's a national event. So across mm-hmm. Canada, June 9th to 18th, so it always encompasses Father's Day. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, search up at the top under activities by province, and you'll see under Ontario, there's like 500 activities going on during that period, and there's some not even on there. One, though, is my Ennismore speaking engagement. Yeah. That looks like a really pretty and place to like go. And it sounds like they're kind of excited to have you up there. Yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be really pretty. I hope pre- they got the red carpet. Courses. She demands, that's one of her little yeah. uh, caveats Quirks. that she had on the contract. You know? mm-hmm. A and red carpet, please. And, yeah. and the crown. Green smarties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John in Oshawa. Good morning and welcome wait, wait, to the wait, show. Wait, wait, wait. Josephine. We what? didn't talk no, to no, Josephine. No, uh, oh, we, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we did not. You did promised we? her she was next. I, that's what it was. Josephine, I'm sorry. Hello there. <laughs> Frank, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting since 9 o'clock, too. Oh. However, gosh. that's beside the point. I have a question for you, but I also have a tip for the lady for the roses. But oh, I'll yeah. give that after I have a question with my hydrangea. Okay. I, a friend of mine had, was given the hydrangea, and my belief was that some of them will not grow outside. Was it a, a hydrangea that was given as an Easter present or Mother's yes, Day? It was. Yeah. So those are florist hydrangeas. Well, they have what? been raised in a greenhouse. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm proving you wrong. Yeah, no, that's fine. They do survive sometimes. We had a mild winter, too. Yes, that's true. Now, when it, quite by accident, I didn't expect to see it. Mm-hmm. And when I was digging in the garden, or I should say my daughter was, and I was pulling weeds, there was one leaf. Oh, yeah. Now, it's beside um, a big hydrangea. I have five hydrangeas in back of the house. They mm-hmm. love it facing north. Mm-hmm. Because they get just basically the west sun in the late afternoon. Mm -hmm. And what I want to know is, I want to put it in the same bed, but when can I lift that to move it over so it has more space to grow? Hmm. Well, it's either best time for transplanting is typically early spring or late fall. Okay, so, so in around September. Yep, yeah, exactly. Early September. End of September? Uh, early September's fine. Okay. Any time in the month. Yep. All right. But, now, for the lady with the roses, the mm-hmm. one thing, remember my garden got decimated when I had that accident, mm-hmm. and it had, and I lost all my roses. However, the one thing I had growing in my garden, and this is going to sound funny, and it may get on people's nerves, but it works, is garlic. Mm-hmm. No, it works for sure. And they close the garlic. It doesn't matter, even if they're old and everything. Throw them in the garden, mm-hmm. buy your roses. Yeah. I never had any, I didn't have aphids, mm-hmm. I didn't oh, get the wow. worms, okay. nothing. Oh, garlic is famous for being an, an excellent companion plant for just that purpose, yeah, keeping well, the bugs away. Well, maybe she may not like it all the time, but by the same token, when it starts to get invasive, just pull it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And put it in another part that mm. works with iris as well. Yeah. No, good well, idea. Yeah, garlic great. is great. Okay, then well, listen, the have a good, uh, a good weekend and uh, take care of yourself. Oh. Don't do what I did too, Charlie, because 
Let's face it, it's not fun aching. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Josephine. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, and thank you for joining us here on The Garden Show. There's John. I was just going to jump in with one thing. When Josephine's, you know, aching, I'm I'm actually not aching that much, but my son is. (laughs) (laughs) My 25-year-old son, who I had up on a top of a stepladder, reaching with, you know, electric hedge trimmers, and I was grasping him. He said, you're really holding my ankles tight. It was like, (laughs) I don't want you falling off with that. Particularly with that silly hedge trimmer. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, he he was whining about how, I'm so tired. I'm so sore. Poor Gosh almighty. (laughs) Well, now it's time for John in Oshawa. Hi, John. Nice to have you with us. Morning. Good morning. What can you tell me about potatoes? I picked that 12 hills of potatoes on the 20th of May. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to still be all right, or or should I replant, uh, Mm. dig them up? Replant some again, or what do you suggest? So no sign of anything so far? No, nothing yet. And all this rain we Mm. had, I'm afraid they might be rotten. Well, so what's your soil like? Is it a particularly, you know, clay, wet soil? No, no, it's it's just regular good soil. Oh, okay. Personally, I would keep my fingers crossed that they're still going to come up. You could, if you want, go and do a little exploratory uh, digging just to see how, how they're doing. But, you know, I would give them another week anyway. You planted on the 20th, you said? The 20th, around so the 22nd 11. of uh, May. Oh, okay. So it's not been I quite two weeks. I know you're not supposed to plant them until, you should, they tell you you shouldn't plant any garden until after the 24th, but... I had these potatoes, and I wanted to get them in the ground, but I wasn't yeah. predicting all this rain we got. No, that's right. But, I mean, the, the good thing is certainly the weeds are growing well. <laughs> <laughs> certainly some yeah. things are loving all this rain. So I I would give them a full, you know, it's not been two weeks yet. I'd give them a full two, two and a half weeks before you give up and, and replant. But in the meantime, uh, keep your fingers crossed that they will show. Well, let's hope so. Particularly today. <laughs> yeah. Today's perfect. The weather yeah. is perfect. Oh, the yes. bright blue sky. Yesterday was lovely too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Frank. Yes. Yeah. Do you still? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't always catch your Saturday afternoon, but uh, last year uh, I enjoyed your little jokes you used to have on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Do you still have them? Uh, yeah, Frank. He's funny bone. I uh, got a good one oh, for okay. you. Two thirty today. I'll Tune try in. And listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. Gonna t- everybody wants to tune in right at 2.30 yeah, to yeah, catch exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, John. Uh, 9.30 on the button here from Zoomer Radio. And uh, Rita from Richmond Hill. Good morning, Rita. Good morning, Frank. And Charlie, I think I asked you this question quite a few years ago. I have to ask you again. <laughs> Is it too late to go out and trim my cedar hedge? I don't want to cut mm. it. I just want to kind of buff it up like oh, along the top and the sides. Excellent. Perfect timing. Yep, 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 yep. It's still early June. This Right now, the evergreens are loving the water, and they're all flushing with new growth. Yeah. And when the evergreens are doing that flush of new growth is when we prune. So it's definitely shearing time. That's what I was saying we did so much of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and your son, I heard you yeah, say that, and I we, thought, we, you didn't say cedar. <laughs> oh, so I didn't mention cedar, but yes, indeed, very big old cedar hedge. We, we yeah. sheared and trimmed boxwood, euonymus. Junipers, um, ewes, 
houses. There was like every form of evergreen mm -hmm. almost known to mankind was on this property. And we spent hours and hours putting them Thank all back into so, shape. Thank you so, so much. I know what I'm doing the rest of the day. Okay, Thank there you so go. Much. Good luck and joy. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, Rita. Have a great weekend. And uh, keep it tuned right here to AM740, won't you? All righty. We've got uh, from Lindsay, Doug on the line. Hiya, Doug. Hey, Charlie. Good morning. Got, excuse me. I've got a weed here that uh, it appears every other year, it appears rather profusely. Oh. Uh, it, um, it, they grow in, oh, dozens and dozens of them in one clump. Mm -hmm. uh, it appears to have a fibrous root. Mm -hmm. uh, very, the leaves are less than half an inch long and has a little blue flower on it. Oh, is it in your lawn? Oh, yes. Oh, mm. It's, out my lawn. it's Speedwell or Veronica, um, but it is an invasive form of Veronica because there's ornamental versions as well. Mm -hmm. It's a hard one to get rid of because you've got to, like, when you pull, you know, you get down on your hands and knees. This is one of my, you know, my knee pad, my bottle of wine, and my good little digging tools. And I, I crawl through my lawn, of course. Crawling is important. Once you've consumed that bottle mm -hmm. of wine, you don't want to stand up. So crawling around, digging this stuff out, but you've got it doesn't all kind of come out at once. You have to get every little piece. And then the lawn will fill in. That's what you want. You want the lawn nice and thick so those, those weeds can't fill, you know, grab a, a blank, an empty spot like that. Well, I'll need a case of wine to do all yeah. mine. <laughs> well, that's it. If you have a big property, it's, it's challenging for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, things like Weed Be Gone is, is out there, and it technically works but you will have to you know read the instructions and spray more than once yeah. but but when it's flowering that's when it's you know going to do even more spreading yeah yeah okay okay we'll try the spring see if that works okay. yeah good luck with that Doug. yeah exactly let us know mm, yeah. yeah okay thank you okay you're welcome uh let me repeat the phone numbers here uh for charlie in toronto call 416-360-0740 and then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1866 740. Uh, 40. <laughs> no, no, I, I messed myself up. 1-866-744-740. You got it, yeah. I don't know what happened there. You know what I got thinking of? It's called brain freeze. Well, <laughs> I got thinking of your cell phone, or cell phone, good Lord. Well, I do have a new cell phone, yes. which is really messing me up. That's, <laughs> your email address is what uh, I meant. Yes. That's For what I was thinking of when I was reading it. Unidentified weeds. Yeah. If so if you want to reach Charlie by Yeah, send me email. pictures of things that yeah. need I identifying. Okay, it's C dot Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Yeah, that good was a job. real go, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, in Brampton, Servia is on the line. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, um, good morning, Charlie and Frank. Um, I have a question. Mm -hmm. My son was given a money tree. That's all I know the name as. Mm -hmm. And it was only a little thing. Now it's grown to about two feet, mm -hmm. but all the leaves are turning brown. Uh, okay, is it in water or in a pot? In a pot. Oh, okay. Well, all the leaves are... Uh, is, when was he given this? A long time ago or just recently? Oh, two, three years maybe. Oh, okay, so he's had it for a while. Yeah. When... Uh, and it's a houseplant, and so when a houseplant, suddenly the leaves start turning yellow or brown, particularly at this time of year, we have to suspect... Either we've changed something, so we, he moved it uh, so it's in less light, or somebody's been watering it when he wasn't watching and it's been overwatered, 
or it's got an infestation of some kind. So mm. it's one of those, ask him whether anything's changed around the care, and then secondarily to that, ask him if he's pulled out a magnifying glass and really looked closely oh. at uh, what could be uh, infesting it. Best thing I would suggest, though, is get it outside. Get it started in the shade and, you know, give it a good thorough washing outside with the hose. Uh, we are frost-free now and should be for several months. Okay. So it could certainly, potentially, if it's all cleaned up and whatever's going on is, is changed, then uh, it, it's likely to do very well. And then, you know, he'll bring it in in late August. Oh, okay. So just um, maybe I'll put it outside because nothing much. Somebody told me that it didn't like a lot of light. Is that right? Uh, in your home, it's going to want a, a sunny window, but outside you would put it started in the shade. And uh-huh. at the most, you'd put it in, yeah, sort of morning sun or, you know, late, late day sun. But yeah, it, it would like, a, you know, two hours of sun when it's outside. Oh, okay. 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 All right, I'll try that. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Good luck. Thank you for calling, Thank you. Rita. Have a good day. Yeah, I uh, hope everybody has a, a good day. I guess today would be the day to get outside and do some stuff because tomorrow is going to be a bit wet. It's again. It's, it's has not been a great month, has it? Soggy. Well, so, into into June now. For so, God's how sake. high is the level in your in your pond? Is it way up? Uh, no, because it's controlled. Oh, okay. uh, there's an overflow that goes into a, a ravine on the other side of the pond. So it might be a little high over uh, there. Uh, yes. But it's controlled on your side. Yeah, yeah. And how are the swans doing? They have, we have now six little cygnets, and they are not little. Oh. <laughs> they, were, they were born, uh, obviously, a couple of weeks ago because, my gosh, they're a good size. I remember last year when they just had three oh, cygnets, so, wow. uh, and they were quite tiny. But, God, these little guys are like, you know, they're, well, about half a foot long, you know, at least. Really? So yeah. that might be, so a couple of things. I mean, obviously, twice as many eggs were laid and survived yep. and, and hatched. So that's an indication of... Good access to food, and you know that the the environment is in is working yeah, in the uh, favor of the swans, which is kind of cool. What I've got to show you sometime is uh, a neighbor's dog is attacking Daddy Swan, oh, and he's yeah, a big dog, yeah. but the swan is just kicking Bigger. him out of the lake. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, he spreads his wings and look out. Yeah, it's, it's so the dog like you could off. see on a National Geographic. Program. Yeah, because the dog goes in the water yeah, after yeah. the swan, and, and then the, the swan that's where you got him. He yeah. puts his head underwater. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, something he's, else. Do the swan puts the yeah, dog's head yeah, underwater yeah. with what his wings? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's something else. Whew. Okay, uh, we better get back to the phone lines here. Siva from Toronto. Good morning, Siva. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Carrot tops. Are they edible, Charlie? You know? The green part? Yes. yes. I mean, they look so lovely, I felt <laughs> like you should be able to eat them. <laughs> um, I, I, they're not poisonous as far as I know, but I don't think they taste very good. Okay. Um, okay. But sometimes yeah. what people do, because they are so pretty, is yeah. that they'll cut them off, you know, and mm-hmm. eat the carrot, obviously, and then plant that green top oh, with that again. little little piece of carrot attached, yeah. and then and get it to settle in and start another root. Okay. And for your for after your day in the bath in the garden, mm-hmm. just put a cup of Epsom salts in your mm-hmm. bathtub, and right. you'll be fine to go the next morning. You're absolutely right. All Epsom right then, salts. thank you. All right, that's thank a good you. tip. Epsom salts are magical. Well, and there are all sorts of uses for Epsom salt. I remember reading online about that. There's an Epsom salt council of Canada. So if you Google Epsom salts, it's amazing. The uses of Epsom salts, everything from gout to a lame horse to colicky babies to sore muscles and roses. There you are. (laughs) You are listening to The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin here on Zoomer Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And this is the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. You know, our little uh, one of our little uh, intros when we start the show is call early, call off, and one question per call. Well, isn't it nice to know that people do indeed follow the rules? Rita asked a question. I think she was about the fifth caller in, and now has called in the second time. Good yes, for you, with Rita. A different question. <laughs> what did you got for us? I need your help, Charlie. No worries. The gravel road at the cottage now is being overrun by weeds mm. and i've gone to canadian tire and i've gone to ask questions they tell you, you got to spray bend down well i'm a senior if i bend down i'll never get back up if i go on that road mm. to each weed is there anything someone said try vinegar and javix like is there anything that you could say just try so okay so driving up and down the cottage road isn't controlling the weeds enough so no, they're just no. getting too In the big middle, there's high, they're getting really, really, really high. It's stone gravel. Right, so you're worried about damage to the car. Well, uh, no, it's not that. It's just that it's a big, steep hill, and they keep growing. You're not going to be able to drive up there because you're going to slide. Like, it's getting right. too thick. Too thick. Okay, so, I mean, Roundup is not technically legally use, used for... Um, troublesome weeds. Roundup is available, but it's used for noxious weeds like poison ivy, for example. Mm -hmm. So that is a suggestion. You could look closely and see if perhaps you do have anything noxious in there, and then you could legally and morally use Roundup, and that Mm -hmm. works like a charm on green material that's a problem. The other thing, when they're talking about vinegar, yes, but it's not your household vinegar. Vinegar that you would use uh, in this situation is a three times the concentration of our french fry vinegar it is available as a herbicide if to the at the regular canadian tire you'll find it under what do they call it oh it'll be under the name like path clear or pavement clear and it's really used for weeds that are coming up in amongst stones and walkways like like daisies you know your little pretty daisies i've got so many of them yeah. thousands of them yeah but they they keep coming up more and more every year yeah and but the vinegar again will work you must spray it on the soft green leaves on a hot sunny day is the best and they will turn yellow right before your eyes you may have to spray twice to kill the plants mm-hmm. because the root may survive um, so what I would suggest is you go to a supplier, like pr- preferably even an agricultural supplier, in the area of your cottage where you could bulk purchase, like a co-op or whatever, buy in bulk the um, agricultural, horticultural vinegar. Uh, I've heard you say on the radio a couple times about don't use your French fry no, vinegar. it won't There's work. another type of vinegar. Yeah. I heard you say yeah, it's that a much, kept it. Yeah, it's a much stronger concentration. Yeah. So it's just called horticultural vinegar if you're in one of the co-ops or the TSC stores that are out in the rurals, and they will have it in bulk. You need, you need perhaps, you know, a big container for that, mm. that roadway. Thank you so, so okay, much. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Thank you for the second call. That, that's always delightful. At uh, 9.45, we welcome Nancy from Oshawa. Good morning, Nancy. Hi there. How are you doing? Good. Excellent. How are you? I'm excellent, too. Anyways, I have a clematis that has yellow leaves starting on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I have forgotten how to deal with that. Feed the plant to to eliminate that. Well, you're right. If you haven't fed your clematis, then certainly getting a hold of a flowering plant fertilizer, and whether it's a water soluble form, you know, where you mix it in the watering can, or it's a hose connector where you spray it through the hose. 
or it's even, a, you know, there's many kinds of fertilizers. Just get something like that because now with all this rain and all this flush of great growth, plants do need to be fed to support that growth. Well, I did feed them very early in mm-hmm. the season, but and this one gets this problem every year. And I thought maybe it was mm-hmm. the Epsom salts that it needed like the roses do. But I'll try that because um, I do have some uh, other fertilizer. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, Epsom salts is magnesium sulfate is what it is. Yep. So it, it, it is, does contain essential minerals and nutrients, but it's not what we would call a balanced fertilizer. Okay. And if you did use a water-soluble flowering plant thing, remember, they're only, particularly with the rain, that fertilizer washes through. Like no, those, I usually use granular. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. And the granular That's is probably. usually good for minimum 8 to 12 weeks. Good show. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you call. very much. Okay. Uh, it's funny some names are just, some are more friendly sounding than others yes. for some reason. Yes, Like, well, this next caller. Yes. I've never met a Molly I didn't like. Really? There's, yeah. Mollies are usually just, just lovely people. Sweet people. And I assume the same for Molly <laughs> in Etobicoke on the line. Welcome to the show, Molly. <laughs> Good morning. 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 I, you've already said that, Frank. I don't know. I think you're a bit of a flirt. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, Charlie, I have a lime hydrangea. Yep. I talked to you last year about it, and it hadn't flowered. And you said to leave it alone that it might flower, okay. but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And this year it's about four feet. It's all leaves, and I I don't know whether to trim it or you know, I don't know what to do with. Oh, okay, so the limelight hydrangea, assuming it's planted in full sun, so it's a minimum of six hours of sun that it should be getting every day. Um, it is something that if you're going to prune it, you prune it very early in the spring. So it's too late. Too late. And you're right, it's, but it won't be flowering yet anyway. It doesn't flower till July. No, I know, but it's it's rather big. You know, yeah. it's big and ungainly. Actually, it's not very pretty. It's well, just a big green bush. Well, so about four feet's not that big. So four feet tall and wide, or? Uh, uh, well, both. Yeah. Tall and wide. Yeah, because it wants to be six or seven feet tall and oh wide. Oh, my God. So, you know what? You might It might get to five or six feet this year because you really don't want to prune it now. Oh. But mark your calendar. Next year, as soon as there's a sunny, dry day in April, you get out your loppers and your sharp pruners, and you cut that plant back hard. You can A, a third? Oh, you can do more than a third if you do it in early spring. I actually, my limelight is, unfortunately, keeps getting bigger than I want it to get. So this year, I took it down. I probably removed 60% of it. Oh, really? Yeah, I I took it from five feet tall to about two and a half feet tall. (laughs) So, And I did that in early spring, like April. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Molly, with a little wink. (laughs) 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 I think people out there, they're all going to name their babies Molly now. You're going to really start a trend on (laughs) that. It's just a lovely fashion name, isn't it? Uh, Gee, we have a first-time caller here Mm -hmm. online. Oh, a first first, first time. Yeah, Marlene in Hillsburg. Hi, Marlene. Hi, how are you? Morning. Welcome. Good. I'm going to, I have a question for you, which you've probably already dealt with, which I missed somewhere, but I have irises that I planted, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and the pesky squirrels moved them across the yard <laughs> to another location. <laughs> anyway, what I want to know was, 
when's the best time you can transplant them back? Is okay, it so in the spring or in the fall? Or? It's actually, irises are interesting. The only time we really mess around with irises is in late July, early August. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so they've finished flowering, uh, and it's at that point that we get down on our hands and knees, and we lift all those tubers, because irises will, will get so overcrowded that we, we lose flowering. We end up with this clump of tubers with green leaves all around the edge and flowers around the edge and a dead center. Okay. So late July, early August, we lift up the whole mess. We replant the good, fresh, firm tubers, uh, which will still have those green leaves attached. Uh-huh. We compost the rest. And next, the following spring, again, you've got you know great flowering. So it's about every three or four years you have to do that with the irises. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're Excellent. very welcome. Thank you very much for calling in and being part of the Garden and, Show. And don't be a stranger. And don't be a stranger. Exactly <laughs> right. Coming back in just a moment to another first-time caller after these words on the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, I've got my arm ringing bell all set to go here. <laughs> here we are. That's bell for, ringing arm, yeah. I think you meant yes. to say. Yes, bell arm ringing bell. Yes, yeah. bell ringing arm. Right. Nevertheless, <laughs> here's, welcome here's to the Tony garden show. from Mississauga. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Hello. Hello. Yeah, my, my question is with uh, a U hedge that I want to make uh, decrease the width. Uh-huh. So if I cut it back hard, I know it will grow back there, but how long will I have to wait to before it doesn't look like it's being sort of uh, through a massive crew, crew cut. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So the nice thing about ewes is they're very forgiving. So, yes, you can take off and go right back to bare stems, and eventually new green will grow, unlike many other evergreens where we don't get that kind of a cooperation. So how long will it take? It's going to depend on the vigor within the plant and whether you provide some something like a cedar feeder or evergreen food to it, push some nitrogen to it to get some new growth coming out on the, uh, the, the bare wood that you're going to be exposing. Okay. Sounds good. So you should, am I looking like a four-week kind of thing? Or I was going to say, like, you should see some new... Well, if you don't see it in the next couple of weeks, then you won't see it till next spring. Okay. Or, well, you might see it in the fall. But it could be kind of ugly through July and August. So right. hopefully you'll, you'll see some new growth within this, the month of June. Am I better off waiting till like, August or... Yeah, I just don't like doing really hard pruning because, but again, you could, uh, more like, excuse me, September, you would do a hard pruning. You might get, depending on weather, some new fresh growth in the fall, but for sure, if you don't get it in the fall, you'll get it the following spring. Yeah, okay. Okay. Great, Tony. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for joining us here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, and by golly, um, you know what? I think this is our 14th caller. I think we're breaking a record yes. here today. And, to, and I asked, you yeah. said, be gentle, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> but Making you work like crazy. That's right. Can't Warner breathe. in Tilsonburg is going to be, <laughs> I think, our probably our final caller here. Well, we'll see. Hi, Warner. Hello, Frank. Good morning. Charlie, good morning. I have a question about garlic. Mm-hmm. I planted it last fall, mm-hmm. and it's got about two feet high leaves on it. Wow, yep. So I pulled one out, and it looks like a leak. It has no bulb in the bottom yet. Because it's not time. You have to leave that alone. Well, it's time to harvest your garlic when about... When you'll start to see the leaves turning yellow, 
because they will naturally start turning yellow, typically late June, early July, might be middle of July, depending. Uh, And then once about a third of the leaves are yellow, I'll dig one up to see what's the status of the bulb. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes we'll even go right to a half of the leaves are yellow before we dig the entire crop. But leave them alone for now. Charlie, I Mm. cut the leaves off because I figured some of the good is going to go down into the bulb rather than growing just big leaves. Okay, so the problem with doing that is by taking the leaves away, there's no good happening at all. The plant needs the leaves to absorb the sunlight, and the sunlight is transformed into the carbohydrates that fattens up the bulb. Oh, so I made a mistake, but I didn't cut them down too far. Yeah, so leave them alone. What you will see in the next week or so are the scapes, the little flowers. Yeah. Those you cut off, but don't cut leaves off. Okay, Charlie. Okay, so watch. watch. They look like little pigtails, the flowers. It's a twisty little stem, and those you must remove, but you can eat them. They're beautiful in a stir-fry. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, i got to sleep in another bedroom then. <laughs> All right, Warner. I love my garlic. <laughs> Thank you, Werner. Thanks for calling. And, you know, I, I can't believe it, but we do have time for one more caller. You think? Yes, I do. I can, uh, like Nor- I said, I can hardly breathe. <laughs> Norma, I'm, I'm nudging Charlie awake here. Norma in St. Catharines, good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. I'm calling about gout weed in my Pachysandra. Oof, good luck with that. <laughs> Would I be able to spray that herbicide vinegar on the leaves? The leaves from the gout weed yeah. are higher than the Pachysandra. All right. But the problem is you will still be hitting the Pachysandra. Oh. Unless there's some way you can protect the Pachysandra from be, being sprayed. Uh-huh. And honestly, gout weed is such a, a nasty, invasive, invasive yeah. super-rooted plant. Because their roots are down. I've you know. been keeping it base for years, but all this rain this year, it just, yeah, it just got the off. better of me. Yeah, it's it's tough, and it comes from the neighbors quite yeah, often. Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, digging it out, you're digging to 18 inches uh, to get the goatweed roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, you could solarize the whole area, thus killing both plants, Pachysandra yeah. and goatweed, so with yeah. some dark plastic. Well, mm. okay, well, I, I just thought I could, be, I'm, I'm actually going to try that path clear. Yeah, try it. Just And sometimes if you use like a piece of, rigid plastic or thick cardboard to lay over the pachysandra so that you just get that liquid on the goutweed and not on the surrounding plants. You're going to have to spray more than once, though. And do it on a hot, sunny day. Thank you very much. And Thank good you. luck finding that, a hot, sunny day. Well, you know? okay, sunny. Yeah. Work with the sunny. Yeah. I okay. love this spring. It's just such perfect working weather. Really? 20, 21, 22, perfect. I don't like 30s. Oh, when man. it's 30, yeah, I no. just want a hammock and a cold, you know, mimosa or <laughs> yeah. something. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a new uh, little thing we should inst- introduce to the show. What? Drinks? A mimosa. Yeah, sure. I'm there. <laughs> a little Bloody Mary to start the day. Yeah. yeah. We could have some real fun here as opposed to the <laughs> yeah. lack hey, of fun. That look, Alan Gelman is giving me the thumbs yeah, up. Yes. Going, yes. Yeah, he thinks we're going to bring a jug where well, there's I think some left If you for listen him. to those guys, they're on something in there. I mean, Truly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> They go and have their Bloody Marys before they get here. That's right. See that coffee cup? That's not coffee. That's not coffee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Remember, Garden Days, June 9th to 18th this year. Go to gardendays.ca for lots of cool events going on. And, of course, you are busy today back at the station. Yep, 1 o'clock until 3.30. 
and all sorts of good stuff uh, after nice. that uh, happening on a Saturday and all sorts of good stuff tomorrow too. All right, and I'm on my daughter's balcony getting her all gardened up because why would I do my garden when I can do everybody else's? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank this... you. Everybody. Hey, uh, always a pleasure, Charlie. And, always. Uh, well, you're the best. I mean, I couldn't do it without you, so, you know. Oh, and my name's not even heart. Molly. No. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Sebastian. Good tips, good information, solid backup from Sebastian. Great callers. Thanks, everybody. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.